welcome and uh, pardon for any lack of enthusiasm, but I've had a pretty bad day, so I'm going to try and keep it brief. Uh, this is the start of a theme month I didn't quite have a bead on until, I don't know, a few weeks in. It's a month focusing on the works of Japanese author Futaro Yamada. Uh, we'll be looking at things, well, really, adaptions of his novels, because unfortunately the uh, weekly nature of this show doesn't allow for, like, a book club type thing. Also, the only one of his novels in the States that I know of is, well, it is Basilisk, or, uh, Koga Ninja Scrolls. But, uh, yeah, I'd have to track down two copies and send one to Mike, and then I'd have to get him to read it, and then read it myself twice, and... Yeah, it's just easier to watch stuff based on his works, and there's quite a bit, not as many as I'd like, but uh, this allows us to run the gambit of different uh, forms of media. I mean, it's primarily an anime podcast, but it's not just anime, which you'll find out. But yeah, I guess that's all I got. So uh, please enjoy. Okay, so it seems the previous episode we did, which for all of you will be uh, Sword for Truth, has inspired me somewhat. I've decided, at least for the time being, to hone in on ninjas for this month. This month, I think, being September? Is the remind time me these of, things will be out? Remind me of Sword of Truth. That was the uh, like anime we watched that was like a period drama with Superpowered ninjas. I need more because we just watched that. <laughs> Guy in a purple outfit. Killer Pur- shit. Purple outfit. Yeah. What was his name? Circles on the back. Shirinosuke. Oh, wait. It's coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. He, like. And then the other guy. And then. Was there a girl? There was a girl. And then what else happened? There was uh, regular sex and then lesbian sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He fought all these random demons. It was really random. But yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, I thought it, this felt familiar when we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they share inspiration. Granted, this one is a lot more directly tied in that it's an adaption of a novel by a gay na- guy, gay guy. He may have been gay. I don't know. A guy named uh, Futaro Yamada. Mm-hmm. The novel is called the uh, Kogan Ninja Scrolls, and I think I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure it's had a pretty big in- influence on the depiction of ninjas in fiction. Basilisk. Yeah, Basilisk is an adaption of that novel. Yeah. Um. That makes sense, because this seems to, like, check a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. I think it created a lot of those boxes. Yeah. Yep. So, um... I don't know, I guess start at the beginning. Uh, what'd you think of the first four episodes of this? Well, let's see. Um... Wait, did you watch four, or did you watch three? I did, I watched the first four episodes. Okay, make sure and let's see uh it was like entertaining i guess mm-hmm. it was like i let me put it this way when i when i looked to see how many episodes there were i was just like how yeah <laughs> there's like 24 of these things yeah i remember thinking that uh, it was going to be like 13 mm-hmm. and like by the time I got through I think I got I don't know if I watched 4 or 6 or something but I watched uh, a couple and I was like okay they're really going to be pressing a lot in to get, get this uh, finished up by episode 13 <laughs> and then I look at it it's like wait 20 what the okay and now it's like okay how are they going to stretch this out <laughs> yeah it was kind of ridiculous. Um, it, it seems well because the premise just seems so simple. 
Like, yeah. How are they going to drag this out? Like, I guess there's 10 ninjas on each side, and and well, they're all going to do battle? Yeah, well, it's like a sneaky secret ninja battle. Yeah. But, so what, what I feel like is happening is, like, they're just going to... They're gonna slowly kill each other before the battle even happens, and then, and then the only two that are gonna be left are like, gonna well, be the lovers. Well, this is the battle. Remember, sneaky ninjas. I don't think that was ever intended for there to be like, okay, line up, tournament style, you versus you, you versus you. So yeah, I was kind of confused. I thought it was. It seemed like. At first, it seemed like, okay. They're gonna like pick ninjas and then they're gonna show up to a spot in like an arena and then battle one by one. Mm-hmm. And then. And that's gonna like decide the emperor or some shit. Yeah, decide who succeeds the current emperor. Um, there's some confusion here. Uh, did yeah. you. Quick question Did you watch the subbed or dubbed? I watched the sub. Okay. That's good because I don't know if I can put this on. Hulu or just the dub in general, but when they like show the names in the big Japanese, they don't translate them in the dub. Huh, so you don't weird. know who's what. Uh, that old motherfucker with the massive growth for a chin. Oh yeah, the ball chin. Yeah, it looks like a straight up ball sack. Yeah. That's the uh, former I want to say at the time that this is supposed to happen, the former emperor, though he is for all intents and purposes still the emperor. Hmm. He's just kind of ruling in the background. He's trying to get his new groove. Yeah, and who he's he's trying to settle is uh, the matter of succession in regards to his two grandsons. Hmm. Technically, his son is ruling right now, but he's kind of the one really doing all the heavy lifting. Who's his son? I don't know. I don't even know if they show him. Okay, who's his grandsons? There's two of them. I don't remember their names, but like each one is represented by one of the ninja clans. And oh, I see. Whichever clan wins, uh, that respective son gets it because they're worried about like internal strife leading to genuine violence because it's got the 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 situation's legit got the family divided. Mm. So Okay, I understood part of that, but that clarifies things. But then I was like, well, it seems like these, uh, I don't know if it's the Koga or the whatever the fucks are like, they're, ske- they're scheming hard. Yeah, there's a, lo- there's a lot of like unease and hostility between them. Yeah. And I remember I was watching this, I think at one point it's that scene after they burn the second scroll and they're just sitting over it grinning over the thought of murdering all the Koga and I was like God the weight that this hatred must put <laughs> on them like I would not yeah want to I, I would not want to live with that <laughs> so but yeah going back to my point earlier about there being so many episodes I was like I don't think I could ever sit through 24 episodes of this like it would have to be a slow burn um, I watched nine, and mm-hmm. they kind of get me on that sort of like pulpy serial esque draw of what's going to happen next. Yeah. But um, the ideal way to watch this is to have it put in front of you, like as like a TV show or something. Yeah. Like tune in next week to see which one survives. Yeah, this is it's not a binge watching thing. I can see how it can be, namely on that what happens next. It got me for a minute, but I burned out. Yeah, I got kind of burnt out where it was just like... Actually, I really... I don't want to say I really liked the first episode, but I I appreciated what they did. I thought it was really interesting because so far, at least, that almost... It just kind of gives backstory on the on the plot. Mm-hmm. And it kind of foreshadows what the plot is because it's kind of the same thing happening again. Yeah. But uh, the the whole story with the the two old like heads of the clans. Yeah. Who were star-crossed lovers back in the day. Yeah. Um. That was pretty sad. 
Yeah, and then they like. I gotta say that was cold as shit, though. It was cold as fuck. <laughs> that was like I was like, damn, like that's kind of that's kind of tight. But then she's like crying and shit. And yeah, then, that that almost got me. Like, yeah, cause it's pretty sad. It's like the that the look on her face of like. <laughs> It just goes from ha ha I won to like the yeah. most defeat I have ever seen on a person. Yeah, but that's a crazy scheme. Yeah. To be like, I love you, and I used to love you, and now we're old, and now I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just the way the whole episode was set up, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, when I started watching the next episode, I thought that I was watching the first episode again on accident. Oh. <laughs> It took me a couple times to realize, oh wait, no, this is the, these are new characters. So the, it was, it was a, I, I thought they, they did a good job in that first episode of covering like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they covered like what was happening in the present, but then they covered kind of what happened in the past and mm-hmm. then let it in. Uh, I thought it was really, it was, it felt like a big story condensed into yeah. time. I do kind of wonder if yeah. it's that case in the book as well. Yeah. Whereas the episodes following it feel like very small stories stretched, stretched out. Stretched out. Yeah. Well, I want to say the story also feels small because of that like episode at the beginning, which sums up so much. And Yeah. But also it's like they kind of laid out what's at least what's supposed to happen or what the plan is. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, it's, we just have this sort of area to play around in. There's not going to be anything else more. I mean, there probably will be. If they go on for 24 episodes, it kind of has to. But uh, Well, we haven't even been introduced to all the ninjas, hmm. to be fair. Yeah. Though I do want to say you are by episode 9. Hmm. And spoilers, more die. Hmm. Yeah, that's what the other thing I was like, well, it seems like a lot of these guys are getting killed before this whole competition thing can even start. It's, again, it's already started. It started the moment those scrolls got handed off. We're yeah. talking about ninjas here. Yeah, I mean, that is the nature of the ninja, so it's like anything goes. Yeah, it's like, like... Yeah, well, I mean, ninjas are just basically black ops. yeah. I feel like it's the sort of things thing where they'd, they'll have a scene at the end. They'll be like, "Well, these guys have been scheming," but then like the emperor will just be like, "They're fucking ninjas. They're doing their job." <laughs> like you should have been scheming too. <laughs> it's like it's your fault for not scheming too. But I, yeah, I. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I just feel like it's it's gonna see. I feel like. Where it's going to go is, like, eventually those two, like, the lovers will be the last ones left and they'll have to fight to decide. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like they did that in the first episode, so they won't do it again. Mm-hmm. I see. Like, this will be, like, finally, like... I mean, maybe finally, it can, it can yeah. still finally come to an end without... Yeah. Well, I mean, Are, there'll still be lots of bloodshed, but... yeah. It'll or maybe be the last war between their clans. Yeah. Or maybe they will fight, but they probably won't kill each other. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like it's it started with a sad ending, so it'll probably end with a happy ending. Yeah. They'll try to. Uh, hopefully, because uh, <laughs> I feel like there's enough sadness in this plot as is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it ain't it ain't just the star-crossed lovers, because mm. uh, it's looking like um, I don't know what's happened to uh, dude with the hair wire, but uh, I don't think there's good odds of him surviving. The hair? Yeah. Yeah, the guy with the fucking like eyebrows that are basically his hair. Separated. By oh, like... not not that guy. The guy who was fighting Spider Dude at the beginning. Mm, I don't remember. Wire Dude. Oh right, right. The the wire guy that has hair. 
Yeah, that the wires are actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody killed him in the fourth episode, right, or the third? Um, I know somebody killed Spider Guy. I can't remember if he if he hasn't died already. He's probably gonna die. Yeah, he died. Because like they they are just setting a Animal Girl up to be all tragic and shit. Hmm. Who's Animal Girl? She's the one that, like, summons the butterflies to attack Spider-Dude and then stabs the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have to say the supporting cast is, um... It's... It's funny because I feel like a lot of them we're not supposed to like. Probably, but... (laughs) You know who I liked that didn't get enough play in this? Who... Bug guy. <laughs> Who's bug guy? Uh, the guy with oh, the yeah. strategy and 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 the knife in his neck. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. That guy's. That shit was fucking weird. <laughs> the legend. I, I call episode three the legend of bug guy, just because <laughs> that's like all the play he gets. And I was like, I want more of this dude. He's like a weedle. <laughs> yeah, he he's a he's a man weedle. Yeah. He's like a deadly ass man weedle because he's got that like stomach blade. <laughs> yeah. So the build up to that was like they're carrying something, they're carrying a man, and then they reveal that it's a man with no legs or arms. And then they reveal, well, how does he defend himself? Of course, his tongue, a giant tongue with a dagger that he keeps in his stomach. Makes sense. But then it's like, well, those guys that were carrying him are dead, so what now? How's he going to get around? He's got those weird flipper bits. (laughs) I don't know how he controls if he's like, I can only assume he controls them by flexing his pecs. (laughs) He moves really fast. Yeah. And like, I guess the, uh, I don't know, the high point for him is either um, seemingly killing dude with the stomach knife, mm-hmm. but I also like the bit where it looks like they're going to get the scroll, and he's like, surprise, bug guy, motherfucker, give me that scroll, and he just takes off. Yeah. Yeah, he's fast. <laughs> that shit's so weird. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. That was episode three. Mm-hmm. What happened in episode two? Episode two is, um, what is it, uh, Balloon Boy and uh, mm-hmm. Stretchy Grandpa fighting over the, oh, yeah. the hawk head. And then they is that up. the guy with the head? Yeah, it's the guy with the head. The fucking squash head? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> alien xenomorph head. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Looks like, his head looks like a big squash. <laughs> It's so weird. It's funny. They make fun of it in the dub. Like, there's some minor changes between the <laughs> dub and the sub. Uh, in the sub, I think, when Spider-Guy's got him captured, he's like, I'll give you the choice. I can either, like, gouge out your throat or stab you in the face or something. Like, I'll give you a choice of how you die. Whereas they kind of go over the top in the dub, and he's like, you know, I really like to eat brains. <laughs> While I should save the best for last, that your your shit is probably too huge for me not to just go first. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. It's completely not what he says in the sub. Yeah, there's a couple like weird moments like that. <laughs> like, um, you get some weird, <laughs> some weird vibes about. I don't know. I don't know if I came up with a nick. Oh yeah, that I, I basically called him a nadsack because he killed Bugman. Um, that guy that gets stabbed with the knife and doesn't die mm-hmm. on the ego. Tenzin. Yeah, Tenzin, the nutsack. Um, what was it? Oh yeah, in the uh, dub, he's like, okay, that the no hostilities pact is over we can now go out and kill the koga whereas in the sub he keeps saying it's annulled and they like cut to shots of uh the grandchildren and he just like keeps saying it and i'm like was his problem with the marriage more so than just hating the koga because yeah 
I hope he's not. I hope he's not lusting after baby girl because uh, he seems kind of old. Yeah, I didn't know. But uh, yeah, that's where we meet fat guy, right? Yeah, balloon boy, as I called him. Yeah, and then he he really wants to do that one girl. Oh, red. Yeah, on the one hand, she's leading him on. On the other hand, he's he is thirsting really hard. Yeah. The thirst is real. The thirst is beyond real. Yeah. Yeah. And then he grabs her titties a few times. Yeah. Which, like, I really wasn't sure how to feel about that. Because, like, on the one hand, he's just, like, unabashedly groping her. On the other hand, he's doing it while she's trying to kill him. Yeah, it's just a bad time all around. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and then he, like, covers for her when the little girl comes. Oh, uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, I guess, I guess she got pissed. Uh, my yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah, like, I was it. having a hard time figuring out what her power was exactly. She blinds you with blood? It's like she creates a blood mist, but it comes out of her, so I guess she, like, sweats it? Or something? I guess. Into the air. Yeah. Uh, Just and a then, weird ability. And then the weird, you know, talking about dudes that look like Pokemon, there's the Mudkip Man. <laughs> oh, Swamp Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mudkip Man. He's, it's it's funny. Like, of all the things to, like, comment on him, the thing that stood out to me is he is really short. <laughs> Just like in normal guy mode, he's like three feet tall. <laughs> I, I didn't notice. He is. He is tiny. I, I didn't see anything where he was against anything for scale. Yeah. But uh, he was. Well, what stuck out to me when he turned into a normal man was that he was like balding. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He seemed to be in tremendous pain all the time. And it's like, how does he assassinate anybody? Well, he was hiding out as, like, slug dude trying to stab, uh... What's his name? Something. Uh, remember he was, like, hiding out, like, near the roof. He was about to jump down with that knife in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, just up there all sweaty. And the big boss is just like, uh, yeah, I'm trying real hard not to fuck shit up right now. Help a brother out. Yeah. He really needed that water. Uh, apparently he dehydrates himself to do this or something. <sighs> I don't know. The powers in this are really weird and seem to be either based on some sort of ability or biology. Um trying to find information about the novel kind of helped this in that the uh, I think the, the, the wiki article about the novel stated that the uh, Koga and Iga have like developed a number of human inhuman abilities through selective breeding however that's also by selective breeding it probably means a little a bit of inbreeding to sort of like isolate the trait and yeah. that it led to the physical disfigurement of a lot of these people so when was the book written 59 1959 yep okay it all just seems very contemporary anime well it's because it inspires so much of it and not even yeah. just anime because there's well i, I mean specifically happens. like all of the uh the weird powers and shit yeah like was all that in the book i'm pretty sure i don't know for certain i haven't read the book but mm. i think so they may have uh, been cracked how do you, up. How do you write something like a Weedle Man in prose? See, the more we talk about it, the more I think I, I, I just have to get a copy of this book and experience <laughs> that. Because I'd, I'd like to see the Legend of Bugman on the page. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah, it makes you wonder about some of these. It's very, It's very fantastical for the 50s. Yeah, well, there was a lot of fantastical shit going on. Think about 50 sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. 
Yeah, lost in space and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've always had a lot of imagination. It's just kind of like grown as more of it's been exposed to us. It's like, ooh, you like this? Well, what about this? And This has inspired a great deal of people. I mean, you can tell just even as like a sort of like with like a passing glance at anime. Yeah. When did the anime come out? The anime came out in 2000, I want to say 2005. No, that's when the live action film was out. Uh, Hold on. See if I can get a date on the anime. Is a live action film? Yeah, um, it's called it's called Shinobi Heart Under Blade. Huh. Uh, the I think the powers and abilities are shifted to be more suitable for t- uh, not TV, but the the screen. Mm-hmm. A lot of powers are toned down. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, uh, apparently it's still pretty good. So why is it called Basilisk? I don't know. It's a very strange European word to use for a show about ninjas. Uh, yeah, it is a basilisk. It's like a, it's like a mystical type creature, right? It's mm. like a. I'm not sure what it is exactly. Yeah, but uh, I see. because it is anime, ass anime. It's based on stuff that inspired a lot of. Japanese insanity. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that kind of really well, the vibe I was getting was mm-hmm. is, is uh, some things feel very Kojima. Like, yeah. Especially the Weedle Man. It just feels like he feels like he could be like a, a boss from MGS3 or something. Yeah. I feel like Kojima, not even just Kojima, really any uh, game that's about. Behold my crazy cavalcade of superpowered henchmen. Yeah, well, that was one of the things he was talking about. Was he said the Cobra unit were really uh, based on like Saturday morning, like Sentai and and all mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah, crazy villains. And yeah, stuff. yeah, that makes sense. That's probably why that's like the part I always look. I always looked forward to in regards to his game is like, okay, what's the new enemy unit? Okay, who's got the cool abilities? Yeah, that was one of the things he dropped the ball on in MGS5. Uh, yeah, I think that, for me, it started with 4. Just the Beauty and the Beast unit was kind of lame, in my opinion. Uh, they were... They were okay. They were... Well, the problem is they were just regurgitations. Yeah, they, they felt very uninspired. Yeah, but... But it was supposed to be like for a reason. To it was, like, well, so it was it was by design. Yeah, but yeah, and the what didn't help was like the the um you know their backstories being delivered in a codec call. Yeah, after, after you kill after them, after you beat them. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Drebin. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> I feel bad now, I guess. But yeah, anyway, like I think you said this on the last episode, but I'm gonna say it here. Uh, this anime feels very Japanese. Yeah, it is. It is without question. I mean, it's based on like uh, old Japanese texts about like historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of you can. I'm not an expert on Japanese history, but you can actually like pinpoint like what events in history they um, are kind of like attached to the events in this. Like, yeah. It what seemed is, like it, because they mentioned, like, uh, well, a lot of, he gets thrown around a lot, but Nobunaga. Yeah, he's a very huge figure in Japanese history. Cause, yeah. Uh, he was, um, he was at the beginning of ending what's called the uh, Sengoku period, or the mm-hmm. Warring States period, where, yeah. before the whole country was, like, truly united. Mm-hmm. Like they've had some pretty big shogunates, uh, which I actually looked up what shogunate meant for the first time. It's mm-hmm. basically like a military leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had some. They had at least two big shogunates, but like none as big as the Tokugawa, which took hold. Uh, which you know, when it took hold, basically ended the Sengoku period. And Nobunaga had a big hand in that. 
he was betrayed. I guess betrayed before he could become the big emperor. That the uh, Tokugawa were fighting alongside him hmm. during that war when Obunaga, Obunaga, Oda Nobunaga, Nobunaga. Da, 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 da. When uh, he died, it kind of came down to Tokugawa and another guy. I have the information here somewhere. Um, Toyotomi, which I guess was like Toyotomi was like uh, Obunaga's second in command or some shit, mm. kind of came down to those two. They fought, and then uh, Tokugawa was who was left, and he became the uh, first shogun of that a shogunate, which ruled until. Uh, what's called them? I think the Meiji era. Yeah, which is where uh, another anime called Kenshin takes place in. Mm. The Meiji was wasn't that like the dawn of the end of the samurai? Yeah, is that's when uh, they opened uh, they completely opened Japan up to uh, yeah. foreign everything. Yeah. That's Dude, one way of, it was that's interesting, one, uh, interesting well, finding out that situation was not as nice as I was taught in, <laughs> in history class. I was never taught that it was nice. Well, I, he, he, there was stuff left out, like it was saying, okay, what's-his-face, Commodore, what's-his-face shows up with this approximation. It's like, yeah, um, you should really open up your shit for trade. Mm-hmm. Like, share your shit. We want some. We'll give you some of ours, too. Not realizing that it was, like... They, basically, every history class I'd taken that talked about it always left out the fact that it was basically an ultimatum. Yeah. Commodore Perry, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, it was in doing research for this in the last podcast. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It makes more sense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's also Hattori Hanzo. Yeah, I think I, in the previous episode, I mistakenly uh, name-checked Jubei Yagyu as, like, the only 100% proven through history historical ninja, but I was thinking of Hattori Hanzo. Hattori Hanzo was a ninja? Yep. Oh, I thought he was a samurai or something. He was probably one and then the other. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. But uh, I guess there's multiple Hanzos, like the name. Yeah, well, the, it's it's like the it's the Hanzos, the family name. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in this anime they talk about, yeah, we made a deal with the previous Hanzo to stop killing the ever-loving shit out of each other. Yeah. And yeah, um, Hitori Hanzo was like the uh, right hand of Tokugawa Iyasu. That's the uh, Balchin guy in this. <laughs> and the first shogun of the Tokugawa shogunate. The which guy? Oh, the Balsak Chin? Yeah. So that's Tokugawa? Yeah. Interesting. Wait, so who in history did become the next shogunate? Well, it was um, Tokugawa, and I think, I want to say there was at least, like, three generations. Um, I don't remember which one of his grandsons. Hmm. And I kind of don't want to, because that would lead to a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) I do intend to watch this eventually. Yeah. Or finish it, I should say. I feel like this, uh, not the basilisk story, per se, but, like, this story has been told before. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... I feel like uh, like Ron had a similar story or something. Uh, possibly. Um, but Ron was based on, I think, King Lear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like the same sort of thing where there's... Succession. I think so. And I remember there was like lovers. But it's been a while since I've seen it. I just remember the imagery. Yeah, I see. Of like a scared, bearded old man <laughs> walking around in fire. Fire. 
But, uh, yeah. So, what is, like, is there, like, a, like, if I were to look up, if I wanted to find the information, what Wikipedia page, like, what event would I look at? Um, in history, um, I guess you just, you just look up that. Like, wait, what are you trying to find in particular? Um, like this, the story that this tells, like, of Tokugawa's old. So I guess I could probably just go to his Wikipedia page. Yeah, probably near mm-hmm. the end. I yeah. looked up a little bit about him. He was apparently, as far as warlords go, an okay dude. <laughs> still did some, he still did some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. What did it, he do? It was war. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like a. It, it wasn't just Tokugawa. It seemed like they all did this. Like there was a lot of like uh, side changing and political marriages. And it seemed like a big thing that would happen with the political marriage is like <laughs> political marriage ties the family betrayal. <laughs> and when they show up to like wipe out the family, they'll like take their relative back. <laughs> it's like kill you, kill you. Oh, there's my granddaughter. Okay, baby, come home. Kill you, kill you. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's horrific. Yeah. Noticing a pattern there. <laughs> Like the Mishimas. Yeah. I wonder if, yeah, there's there's some tie to that. Like, if that's, like, the inspiration behind this whole Mishima curse. Yeah, the, I, now that I think about it, the whole, like, Mishima storyline is very old-school, whimsical Japanese. Like, yeah. when you kind of remove all the crazy, like, demons, it's just like... The father's in power. He's, there's just there's just a lot of ambition. Know, it's drama. It's that's why high ass drama. That's why like the first three stories like resonate so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like high drama, mm-hmm. and then it just starts. They just started injecting more insanity. Yeah, it got a bit too crazy. You've definitely lost the gravitas when like your main one of your main characters' endings is. He straps his entire family to a rocket ship and shoots them into space. That's true. But yeah, I, I don't know. This anime's. I just. It feels like it's not. I don't want to say it feels like it's not going anywhere, but it. It is going to like draw out. Yeah. More than it needs to. It feels like you know what it is. It's like kind of like the same feeling where. Uh, I guess minor spoilers for the second season of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But I'm not really. I'll try and keep it vague. It's kind of like when Elektra shows up mm-hmm. and she kind of pulls him into this cycle of like doing the same thing yeah. for like two or three episodes. Oh, yeah. They kind of get caught in that. That's what I feel like this is doing. Yeah. Like it's getting caught in like, okay, like this guy's got the scroll. Now we're going to kill him. Or like, now these two are going to fight, and then one of them's going to die, or one of them's not going to die. They're going to come back to life. It seems like they're just doing that over and over. Mm-hmm. Does it deviate from that at all? Yes and no. It's more just like how the events occur. I want to say by the time you get to episode 9, there's a big shift. But it's not really a shift in the story. It's just kind of like a shift in... I don't know how, how to say this without like spoiling so it's like the, the 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 field, like the stuff in play kind of shifts significantly. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if I would watch more of this unprompted. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to come back to this for the show, but I think I will finish it at some point. Yeah, I don't know. Something about it, I feel like, it's like you were saying that like, that serial pull. It's like, mm-hmm. I kind of want to know what happens, but mm-hmm. like, kind of like mind-numbing to watch at times yeah there's there's like i feel like just in regards to japanese period fiction in general in a lot of cases there's like an odd slowness to it and i can't really put a finger on what it is exactly 
Mm. But for the same thing, when I was trying to watch uh, episodes of that uh, Nemery Kyoshiro series, and like the episodes, I want to say they were about 45 minutes apiece, but they felt like watching a movie. Not in a good way. I was just kind of like, okay, get to a point, please. It's like you've told me the same thing three times. And there's actually stuff going on. It just, it feels very slow and maybe there's just some aspect of like mood or unease that I'm not picking up on yeah I've been noticing because we've been having a lot of strange duds this year Mm. as far as like big budget stuff goes Mm -hmm. I've seen a couple indie things that were from pretty good to pretty okay Mm -hmm. but uh, I just saw Jason Bourne uh, last night or yesterday Mm -hmm. and uh no spoilers. I mean, there's not much to spoil. I tuned out of those movies by the end of the first one. <laughs> I literally, like, I tried to, I think I was like, I was trying to watch the third one with some people, and I honestly fell asleep on it. Mm, the third one's good. They kind of do something. They're kind of the same movie reshuffled over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they're... They're serviceable. Like I think the, the first trilogy is pretty good, and I think the supremacy is pretty good, and also kind of a low-key landmark as far as like spy movies go. Like mm-hmm. Bond really took a lot of cues from Bourne mm-hmm. um, after after the last one, like the fight choreography and like yeah. the freneticness um, and the re, uh, contemporary setting. Mm-hmm with contemporary issues but yeah but anyway uh, i saw jason board yesterday and it as far as pacing goes felt weird because it felt like like what you were just saying it felt like someone took like a half hour chunk mm-hmm. of, of one of the first born movies and stretched it out to two hours mm-hmm. and so certain things were like left out like it felt like one part of born mm-hmm. but but like a part that you shouldn't stretch out to two hours. Mm-hmm. That that works better when it's contained. Yeah, I see what you mean. I feel like that's pretty apt here. That yeah. this series would kind of benefit from being condensed and basically just allowing, like, having fewer episodes and letting each of those episodes have a significant amount of weight. Kind of like, it's, it's weird that I associate these two, but kind of like empire i don't know if you've been watching that no i haven't um i've heard mixed things that's a soap opera for your ass right there yeah but there's no like every episode's got game-changing shit in it it's 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 weighty it's heavy and i'd like i think i'd appreciate it if uh each episode of this had that to it yeah that's kind of like i was just re-watching a uh because I got Eric to watch Peaky Blinders, mm-hmm. and so I, I actually watched most of rewatched most of the last season with him. Mm-hmm. And those are like each season is like six episodes, and they're an hour long each. Mm-hmm. And it's very much that it's like every episode has weight and significance to it. Mm-hmm. It like moves the plot forward in a very serviceable way, and that will happen like three or four times an episode. But here. It's kind of like banging action figures together a lot of the time, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because I ain't never seen no shit like that before. Yeah. Like, some of the abilities I'm kind of interested in, like, I don't know if by episode 9 you get an explanation as to what the Nadsack's, immor- where the Nadsack's immortality comes from. But He's uh, immortal? And I just use that to describe the fact that he got Stabbed and oh, that die. guy. Yeah. You're talking about ball chin. No, no. That guy's not even a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm curious about some of the abilities. Well, I was curious about the bug guy, but uh, yeah, they killed him off. His le- legend ended too short. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's just so weird. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah, maybe like a full explanation of how Crazy Girl's blood blood mist goes. Um, oh, yeah. Um, it's funny in the dub. Uh, well, in the sub, Animal Chick's powers seem to involve like some like Buddhist chanting. And uh, they do something interesting in the dub rather than just have it be 
Japanese no one understands. They have her. It, it's vague at first. It sounds kind of like chanting, but when they, when you get to the point where you can understand what she's saying, it's kind of like a poem she's reciting to enchant the animals. Hmm. And all I could think of, like every time she did it, is like of her battle rapping. <laughs> And then it, like, culminates in the animal killing her opponent. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, one thing I've learned from being a Metal Gear fan is that sometimes you don't want those explanations. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember having some disappointment when I was, like, going through a wiki for the Cobra unit. And, like, getting... Finding it... Well, a lot of powers I just assumed were abilities and others I assumed were through some sort of means hmm. and got like a lot of conflicting shit <laughs> like I thought, thought Vulcan's powers were due to his suit but apparently he can just naturally generate electricity which is what? yeah where were you? I don't know it was some kind of wiki it may have been hopefully wrong <laughs> yeah that sounds wrong I'm uh <laughs> I'm the expert. Yeah, you're the wiki. <laughs> I am. I found like within like like probably like ten minutes of downloading that big thing they released on PS4, like the database. Mm-hmm. I found like three things wrong with it. Mm-hmm. That were just like like that's not what. Yeah. So their own official shit is backwards sometimes. Yeah, though Kojima also likes to retcon shit. Yeah. And sometimes not for the better. Yeah, I, I mean, still I still say trying to like trying to retcon liquid exists through the arm was a bad move. Yeah, that was a really bad move. I mean, it was all set up perfectly. Yeah, they never said that. Like, it made sense that mm-hmm. Ocelot was like the child of the sorrow. Yeah, like it only boss. makes more sense once you discover. Like, I was willing to buy it into where it was just like. His ambition is that strong. <laughs> so when you say, "Yeah, he's the," he is both ironically a skeptic and the child of the sorrow, and it's like, "Oh yeah, he's a spiritual lightning rod," without even meaning it. <laughs> yeah, or they could it could have even made sense that like there were fucking liquid head nano machines in the arm and or something. I bought that. Yeah. Yeah, but like the idea of. Him brainwashing himself. It's like, okay, oh, this yeah. is self-hypnosis. I'll and, self-hypnotize myself and, to get at this information and destroy all the shit it, I was trying to do in the process. And again, I think we did this on the last NAGP. No spoilers, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, the idea that he's gonna, I'm going to brainwash myself and use nanomachines, and I'm going to, like become this person to trick an AI into thinking that I am this person so that I don't even know why. I, I, I mean, I'm me personally, I, I don't remember why yeah. he had to do that. Um, but it was, And that's just like one small puzzle piece of a big giant puzzle mm, yeah. a picture of shit. Big giant mess of confusing mess. <laughs> yeah. Um... I forgot why I was talking about this. But anyway, uh, yeah, my point was that sometimes things are just better left unsaid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, um, I guess uh, recommendations? I mean, really, you can probably look to anything that this inspired. But uh, big ones are actually things we watched prior. Um uh, what was it? Sword for Truth. Uh, last week's episode. Uh, very much inspired by this. Um, Ninja Scroll, which was likely inspired by Sword for Truth, this, and a couple of other things. Um, again, don't watch don't watch Ninja Resurrection. It'll hurt you. Um, I feel like there's more, but my brain's not working. Oh, well, we talked so much about MGS. Uh, no More Heroes has that same formula of yeah. uh, fend off this like crazy collection of killers. Yeah, MGS3 in particular. Yeah. Like, Weedleman feels directly out of MGS3. Yeah, he seems like he would fit right in with the, the pain and the fear. Yeah. 
Yeah. Pokemon, if you like weird feature <laughs> designs that look sort of like men but aren't. <laughs> like there's some there's some weird Pokemon yeah. that are, are really just like deformed like circus freak men. Yeah. Like Mr. Mime. Yeah. That's a tiny little man. It's a tiny little man. In like That's like that's like tiny Gallagher. In like a hospital patient's outfit. Yeah. Um is it Oh yeah, there there, there was the uh, live action adaption uh, Shinobi Hard Under Blade mm-hmm. again, which I've heard is good. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This guy wrote Makai Tensho. It all comes together. Makai Tensho is the basis for um Ninja Resurrection and another one of those things that uh inspired a lot of shit. Mm. Um it's it's uh where a lot of stories regarding um Christianity in Japan being used as a plot point came from. Hmm. Uh, Who's this? You can read Makai Tensho or watch everything but Ninja Resurrection. Hmm. <laughs> right, so who wrote the book? The book it's um Futaro Yamada. Mm-hmm. Born 1922, died 2001. Ah. So what did he do, like, after he wrote the book? Uh, wrote a lot of... His big things were uh, period fiction, specifically regarding ninjas and mysteries. Hmm. And uh, I got a list off of Wikipedia. A ton of his ninja stuff has been adapted to either film or manga. Hmm. Uh, not not a household name out here, but probably one in Japan. Hmm. What was his name again? Uh, Futaro Yamada. Hmm. Sounds like an important guy. Yeah. He's probably a big deal. Um, what was it? Another thing we watched that you might enjoy since it has ninjas and takes place in the prior period, during that Warring States period, um... Blood Rain. Blood Rain. We watched this, didn't we? Yeah, Curse of the Yoma. It's the guy with the Wolverine claw. Ah, yes. Pure insanity, I remember it. Yeah. As in that, they're talking about uh, Nobunaga's march and suggest he might be a demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned a bunch of video games on the last episode, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Sengoku Basara. That's a... Another period anime, but it's it's so far over the top. It's like take all those like generals fighting during the Sengoku period and give them superpowers and yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you think of anything to recommend? Nah, not that I didn't really recommend last week. Like just. Video games, Soul of the Samurai, Way of the Samurai. If you can find Way of the Ninja, mm. play that. If you're in Europe. Yeah. Still waiting on that one to somehow make its way over here. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you played it? No, I may see about not pirating it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, fucking Tenshu. Oh yeah, Tenchu. I don't know when that takes place in regards to Japanese history, but it's a uh, very ninja. I feel like it's the Edo period or something. Ah, uh, okay. I'm not sure though. Edo is like before all this shit, right? Um, it would probably be, maybe, yeah, probably. I'm not sure. It makes sense because if after Tokugawa was the Meiji, then yeah, so this would be yeah. Meiji kind of butts up with current day, I think. Mm-hmm. Weeds into. Yeah. Do they have a name for the current era? Um, I think they named the eras based on the the emperor. Hmm. So I want to say it's uh, Meiji and then Showa, and I think we're in Heisei right now. Hmm. Heisei. I'm not 100%. 
<laughs> Shoa. Will that be the guy from the end of The Last Samurai? Uh, maybe. <sighs> I only know Shoa because it's like what they associate the old common Rider shows with. Mm. That's how they separate them. Mm. To like Shoa and Heisei. That makes sense. Because <laughs> he was a young man uh, at the end of... Wait, I don't know when that movie takes place. <laughs> Who is Imp? Wait, there's no Tojo era. Uh oh yeah, we're or probably missing. I think Tojo was a PM, wasn't he? Possibly. I don't know. <laughs> we're not experts here. <laughs> and we're obviously too lazy to look it up. Yep. Um. Oh yeah. If you want to see ninja shit and something closer to a modern day, like honest ninja shit, Ninja Turtles, specifically the first one. The first one what? Um, first Ninja Turtles movie, live action. Ah, okay. There is ninja as they get in that movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really <laughs> good. It's like not even just like good for like a Ninja Turtles movie or a kid. It's just a legit good movie in my yeah. opinion. I always find it strange, the, the amount of... It's kind of a mystical movie. It's mm-hmm. pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, more in line with the comic book than anything else that comes out. But still has uh, some of the touches of the cartoon. Yeah. Namely, uh, yeah, the pizza obsession was not in the comic book. <laughs> yeah. That was something the cartoon left on it I believe for the better yeah <laughs> because what now well not now kind of always since the Ninja Turtles but I still enjoy it to this day uh, guilty pleasure of mine is to order a pizza and put some some form or another of Ninja Turtles on <laughs> interesting shit's tight uh, I don't know that I've ever heard this information can't believe I haven't told you already it's a good I time can't believe we've never just done it. You know, that is what's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, next time I'm out there, you know what we gotta do. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anything to say to the audience? No! No. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I think we're good. Now we're good. <laughs> That's uh, part one of the Futaro Yamada month. God, I hope I'm getting that name right. Uh, let's hope this theme month goes better than the Lupin month. Less said about that, the better. Anyway, uh, special thanks as always to. Wait, uh, God. One day, one day. I'll get it right. The song you're listening to right now is Synthetic Highway. The creator of Synthetic Highway is Submorphine. If you want to hear more songs like this, check out Submorphine at soundcloud.com soundcloud.com slash submorphine S-U-B hyphen M-O-R-P-H-I-N-E Okay, let me try that again. Uh, the promo theme you're about to hear is called Anime Raku and its creator is Squareon. Check out Squareon at facebook.com slash Squareon S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N uh, if you happen to enjoy the show and want to check out our backlog or just stay up to date on future releases, uh, there's soundcloud.com slash radio. Uh, we've got a Facebook and a Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash radio. Uh, Twitter at Hey Listen Radio. You can subscribe to us on I, I, I Droid. Android, iTunes, and Google Play. This podcast in particular is the Old Taku Connection. And if you want to talk to me on Twitter directly, check out at Old Taku Connect because there wasn't enough characters for connection. If you uh, were more interested in my co-host, Mike, you can check out his show, Hyper 90s Zeitgeist Breakdown, or check him out on Twitter, at Hyper 90s, spelled the 90s. And uh, if you want to check out our 
our third co my second co-host, the third member of this uh, Hey Listen Radio team who's on sabbatical of sorts. Uh, his podcast is NAGP Returns. And no, ugh, God, his Twitter is at NAGP Returns. His podcast is NAGP Resurrection. Yeah, this is the kind of day I'm having, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I guess that's everything, thank God. So, I'm gonna go away and try and sleep and hopefully forget this day ever happened. So, uh, thank you for listening. Have a good night, people.